don't like that we're saying sticker over and over again. Welcome to the official Dunstan Checks In podcast, uh, produced by Universal Studios. Uh, this is the podcast where you can hear two people talk about the 1996 film Dunstan Checks In, minute by minute, and pair each of those minutes with another feature film. I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Diet Coke. And today we're going to be talking about minute 82. 82, we're so close to the end, Andrew. <laughs> I and can taste it. Yeah, and I have paired this minute with On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yes. So let's, are you ready to get into the minute? Let's do it. Uh, there is, oh, so w- w- this is, come. Uh, we see Kyle because then we, the scene moves into a conversation between uh, Mr. Dubrow and Mr. Grant, uh, Grant. Where, <laughs> where Mr. Dubrow is asking, he says to Mr. Grant, I want you to stay. Yeah. Uh, and he says, it's the finest hotel in the chain. I, you know, I want you to stay here in the back of this moment in the background of this scene. We see the, uh, who I've referred to as the pink lady. Uh, we, we see her. Not Mrs. Pink though. Hmm? Not Miss Pink. No, not Miss Pink. But, uh, I don't know why, but I feel like it'll be really important for us to know in the future that she's not Miss Pink. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, I don't know why either. I, yeah. that's, a, that's a good distinction. Maybe, maybe we'll find out. So she is holding Dunstan mm-hmm. and just loves Dunstan. Yeah. They're having like little moments in the back there. I think she kind of like tries to kiss him on the forehead. He's like nuzzling her. Yeah. Uh, I just want to point that out. Uh, so then Mr. Grant, in response to Mr. Dubrow says he's uh working here well he's it's some some line where he he's he's like why why do you want to go and and mr grant's like i i everything i've dreamed of doing and i've done it now in my mind i'm imagining he's also including throwing cake at mrs dubrow oh for sure (laughs) i would agree with that he he he's like this has been you know the cherry uh, on his Sunday that he has he has done not only what he thinks is a good job at this hotel but also got to throw cake at his boss I also have a theory that he wanted to get hit with a ladle at some point in his tenure mm-hmm. and so that was also part of it yeah definitely definitely um, so he he also looks back at his kids Mr. Grant Yes, and then he says I'd like a position that's less demanding of my time yeah, because and we can already tell this is a new Mr. Grant. He's got he's got his shirt buttoned down a little, so we know that this is like this is down to earth party Grant now. Yeah, I uh, I I don't know how I describe his look. It's definitely it the way that his sleeves are kind of rolled up. It it's a it's a whole different energy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He so then. Uh, Mr. Dubrow gets up, mm-hmm. shakes his hand, and he says, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, because then Kyle turns to Mr. Dubrow and says, Mr. Dubrow, don't you know a lot of people? 
Now that's an odd question, right? <laughs> yeah. That's about the weirdest thing that you that's could a, ask. I, mean, that, that's, I guess that's just a kid's way of saying, like, you're an important, influential person. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mr. B- Mr. Dubrow says, well, why do you ask? And Kyle says, I have a friend who needs a favor. And we cut to Dunstan popping out from behind the kitchen now. Yeah. So obviously this is the friend. The friend. Is Dunstan. Yeah. And uh, the, fr- the real mean, friend is the Dunstan we met along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is Kyle asking if Mr. Dubrow knows of a way for them to keep the monkey you know well that's it's i feel like the next shot is supposed to be like there i i feel like this is supposed to be them teeing up that mrs du, mrs mr dubrow has a, has an idea that will take care of both of these problems mm. but it's not there's the link is not clear <laughs> no it's it's you you might even say it's the weakest link G- goodbye yeah. That's what I want to say to this movie. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the weakest link. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we get a fade into a map. Yeah. And uh, the map has a, you know, it's the travel line on a map. The final official confirmance that this is New York City. Yeah. Uh, we go from New York to Hawaii. <laughs> to Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> to Ireland to Paris sorry he triggered a line from the aviator in my brain and I had to say it I knew I could do that I, I <laughs> believed in myself I said I can do this <laughs> but yeah he goes the line goes from New York to Hawaii and then to Bali now uh, I don't know about you Diet Coke but yeah. I in my mind I would think that they would make a stop in L.A. from New York or somewhere in the middle of America. Yeah. Or, you know, like Nevada or something like something that was almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because from New York to Hawaii, I, I think those that's a that's a long flight. That's true. You know what I'm going to try to do? Hmm. I'm going to try to book a flight from New York to Bali right now. Oh, OK, cool. Um, I'm sure that will be very simple. From New York to Bali. Travel advisory for this destination. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it might be speaking like, no, you can't do that because New York's in America and you can't go places. I, that's what I was trying to imply in my Oh, thing. I see. But um, um, It's showing me a flight. Uh, Qatar Airways. For, it can, it's a 23-hour flight. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Where's the layover? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Only one stop, it says. Yeah, all these flights all say only one stop. Wow, okay. Um, but where is that one stop? Is it in Hollywood or is it somewhere else? Yeah. Um, hmm. I could even see, like, maybe a layover in somewhere in Mexico. I, I don't know how they would do that. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, this one says... Uh, I might have accidentally clicked on the wrong thing. Oh. Is it sending you the other way around the globe? Well, it's got me stopping in Dubai. Yeah, that's the other way. Um, or maybe you just go past it and then drop down to it. Yeah, I don't know I how maps work. You. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't have an answer. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, well, anyway, so the map stops at Bali, and now I'd like to talk about On Her Majesty's Secret <laughs> Service. All right, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this fucking movie, huh? Yeah. Um, you know what's uh, what's really something? What's that? I think people, you know, really get down on this movie, and uh, and it's not that bad. I mean, that is the official podcast uh, uh, position of James Bonding, a podcast which I, uh, at one time or another, had some involvement with. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think perhaps the initial assessment is correct. Well, Lazenby's not great. Lazenby's not great. Um, I mean, I think maybe this is just me being a friggin' millennial, but I think it's long and the pacing is bad. But I also think it, that's true of most of the Bond movies of that era. I think this is the longest Bond film. It's so long, but also, you know what? No, fuck that, because I don't think that From Russia With Love is long and the pacing is bad. Like, mm. I think there are other movies of this era that I, I are wonderfully paced, and I I don't think this movie's one of them. This movie's also, like, it stands out as being one of the especially racist ones, which is a hard contest for Bond movies of that era. Yeah. Um... I mean, do we want to talk about the moment with the food? <laughs> no. Okay. I, I don't even know what to say there because it's really, yeah. It's it is just just blindingly racist. It is just so racist. There's it I mean, even just the idea of the the women that Blofeld has um brainwashed into doing his bidding. They're supposed to be like representatives from around the world or something. Yeah, that that whole concept is just like uh, pu. Like, get out of <laughs> yeah. here. It's it's bad. Yeah, and, and I think that, that's the, what a lot of the movie is. Well, and there's this whole idea of like, oh, they've never seen a man, and now one drops in, so everyone wants to have sex with him. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, come on, like, can we just move on <laughs> to the spy stuff? Yeah, <laughs> the um. The the thing there that there is I, some good spy stuff in it though I will give you that yeah I I will say I mean they they played down the gadgets which is yeah. kind of uh, the the whole idea of this movie was to be as close to the book as possible which is weird too because Lazenby I would say is very much a goofier Bond yes but the movie's not going the movie's not trying it's not a goofier movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not the the unknown third sequel to a goofy movie. <laughs> Shut up. Um, it, it does. It very very much feels like George Lazenby is doing kind of a Pierce Brosnan style Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's in a Sean Connery style movie, and in fact, well, yeah. an even more serious version of a Sean Connery style movie. And yeah. I, I I don't know. There's a clash there. I, I don't think it works particularly well. I think the other thing that. Um, turns me off of certain Bond films is when there's too much skiing. It's true. And the Bond my threshold the slopes. for skiing is very low. So I think you I think the perfect number of ski scenes in a James Bond movie is one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do want to see one, but any more than one and I'm like, alright, pump the brakes, save it for the next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's a there's a lot of a lot of just a lot of snow action in general in this one. This might be the frostiest James Bond movie. Yeah, because the, I mean, there's a a large part of it takes place at a the top of a snowy mountain. Yeah. Now I would I would go so far as to say most of it. Yeah, 
Uh, now, even even Die Another Day, which has a friggin' ice hotel, <laughs> doesn't have <laughs> as much snow as this movie does. This is true. I um, what what was the whole deal with Blofeld wanted to, he wanted to be prove proven that he was the count of something. I couldn't even tell you. I, feel, I do like Telly Savalas as Blofeld, but I yeah. really do not know what the Blofeld story was in this movie. I, I feel like what's going on there should make more sense. <laughs> yeah. And it never does to me. Yeah. He, he wants to claim the title of Count something. Yeah. But then it's it's kind of like, you know, the way they all talk about it is like he doesn't need to prove it, but the college need some evidence to make to make it official do you ever suspect that movies of a certain era just didn't bother to make different revisions of the script match each other sure do you ever get the sense that like in certain scenes the villain is actually participating in a wholly unrelated evil plot to the actual evil plot of the movie yeah i keep waiting for the the count thing to become part of like where he now owns you know, Europe or something. Yeah. But it never quite goes there. It's not very clear. Uh, and then I also, even, I yeah. don't, I do not understand how Tracy is tied up in all of it. You don't or do? I don't. I mean, that's the thing. She isn't. <laughs> well, yeah, but she's like, she's a countess. Well, and her, da- her dad's a gangster. Her dad is the head of the mafia or something. Yeah. Like, he's like mafia king. Mm-hmm. He's the fourth chairman of the Tojo clan. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, that's a Yakuza reference. Okay. Uh, but, but what does that have to do with Blofeld? So, I mean, her father knows where Blofeld is because he's involved in, you know, uh, like crime, nefarious dealings. Yeah. Yeah, but what does that have to do with Tracy? No, nothing. she she um miss mr mafia wants to marry her off to james bond yeah Uh, is that because he thinks he's hillary at that point or is or does he know he's james bond he knows he's bond he he, why does why is that respectable because he works for the government uh no because i think that's again this is movies of a certain era are just like yes women get married that's so he's just uh, an available man yeah well, and I think the movie starts with him trying to s- save her. Yeah, so, that does that from suicide. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but then have, she just shows up at the she snow just village keeps showing up in the story. at the end. You know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it it doesn't make a lot of sense why she's. You're there. not really selling your case that that <laughs> this is a better Bond movie than people remember. I think because a lot of people just think of George Lazenby as bad. Which I think is correct. <laughs> and I think, but I think Telly Savalas is really good. I'll agree with that. Telly Savalas is good in this movie, but Telly Savalas is good in a lot of movies that are not very good. Yeah. Um, He's good in that weird remake of The Thing from before The Thing got famous oh, in yeah, the 80s. Oh, yeah, Terror Train or something. Yeah. No, it wasn't Terror Train. It Terror was, Train was the one with, uh, with Jamie Lee Laurie Curtis. Strode. Yeah. Why do I remember her last name? Jamie Lee but Curtis. Yeah, I had a brain fart. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, what was that one called? I just saw that a poster for it for some reason somewhere. I think I was looking. I was looking up 
Telly Savalas, perhaps. It's like, it's like Terror on the Something Express, I think. Yes, 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 yes. Something like that. And it's um, like a weird... It, it is a remake of The Thing, but mm-hmm. it's never included on lists of remake... Of, of rather, The Thing from Another World, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it was never like included the Hammer in the Horror official. version of it. But it wasn't even a Hammer Horror movie. It just had Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing in it. Yeah, you're right. It did just have those two, huh? <laughs> like, it was very much... It felt like a Hammer Horror, and it had the two guys who are in tons of Hammer Horror movies, but it was not a Hammer Horror film. Wow. That is odd. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Oh, it was from seven. It was after this movie. It was called Horror Express. Horror Express. That's what it was. Maybe it was just like an Italian movie. I think that's what it was. I think it was just an Italian production. Yeah. Wow, that's really something. Uh, do you want to just start talking about that movie instead? <laughs> sure. I mean, we've both seen it, it seems like. Yeah. We saw it together. Did we? Yeah. I don't recall this. We uh, At some point, we wanted to watch all of... We wanted to watch the... Every version of the thing. Yes, I remember yes, this. something like that. But that I, can't be it because I still haven't seen the thing from another world. No, because I think we were going to both... We wanted to watch together uh, Invasion. No. Why does that make any sense? It That's doesn't. not part of the thing. <laughs> and hmm. you still haven't watched all the Body Snatchers movies so that we can watch the Invasion together. Yeah, I haven't. Now, once upon a time, I did have a, a show which I, I a show in which you were involved in a sort of producerial capacity, where I watched movies in the public domain, and Horror Express is in the public domain in America. Hmm. You so want to bring that it, back? No. <laughs> no. So especially not no after some recent stuff that we'll talk about off air. Oh that, sure. That I guess I don't know if you saw or not. I think I saw. Um, I definitely didn't mean with the same people involved. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Listen, I think it, in in a way, On Her Majesty's Secret Service was kind of ahead of its time with having a Bond story that is kind of advancing the plot. Because the movie ends with, uh, you know, he gets married. Yeah, and then that's not addressed at all in the next movie. <laughs> Uh, and then it's no. sort of addressed by Roger Moore eventually later on. Yes, there are. I think he does it at least twice where he goes to visit her grave. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the the current Bond series starring Daniel Craig is all, you know, it's all connected. Hashtag it's all connected. Yeah. And that's, I think, the, the director of this film, Peter Hunt, I had read a, an interview where he said... If if things had gone better, the idea was to not kill Tracy at the end of this film and to kill her in the next film. Oh. But that between George Lazenby deciding not to come back and whatever experiences they had on the set. Yeah, they were like, all right, we got we got a one and done this. Yeah, they decided to just just uh, make make this the only one. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll admit to you, I, th- I thought that I had chosen this because I thought they go to Bali at one point in this movie. Um, I'm going to kick your ass. But <laughs> I, well, cause I remember when I wrote down why I wrote this down. I remember I looked up bond. If a bond movie goes, if any bond movies are, have a scene in Bali, <laughs> Okay, and it came up with this one. No. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. None of them 
have a scene in Bali. Oh, Bond's never been to Bali. Yeah, but this Bond, George Lazenby, is Australian, and Australia <laughs> is right next to Bali. That was my that was my thinking. All right. That's what happened here. All right. I guess I can't. I guess you know. Wait till you see what I picked for the next minute before oh, I have God. a leg to stand on. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Okay. Well, back into the minute then. Back into the minute then. The Bali Majestic is revealed to us. Yes. And it's seems like they're doing that. Um, they do the Asian music cue. Yeah. We hear some people speaking Japanese as we come in. Well, and then even the outside, it kind of has a generic Asian motif. Yeah. Um, and then when we get inside, the man checking into the hotel there says Domo Arigato. Or the woman checking him in says Domo Arigato to him. Yes. Uh, then he walks away. And, and then, then he we... says something that I actually did recognize from is something that uh, is commonly said between like Kiryu and cashiers in the Yakuza games. Uh-huh. I don't know what it means, but I did recognize a phrase and that was exciting for me. Uh, okay. Um, and then there's a big reveal. The person standing behind this person who's just checking in turns. We see they lift up their sunglasses it's Lionel Spaulding. Yeah, it's the L-Man himself. And uh, he has those sunglasses that are attached to his glasses. So he'd like they literally like, the, like lift clip-on up. The ones, yeah. Yeah. And then... Do you think those are cool or no? I think they can be. I think they are. Wow. Uh, and he just says, Lionel Spaulding and Neil. And that's the end of the minute. Yeah. It's truly something. How do you think Neil did on that plane trip? Yeah, I was definitely worried for Neil. I guess Neil is small enough that you maybe get him on the plane with you instead of having to ship him in cargo. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I don't fully know the rules with dogs and airplanes. Well, also, I don't know. What what do dogs like? Do do we know what dogs think happen like in cars and stuff? Like, do they understand like they get in something and it moves? I think they do because a lot of times they're looking out the window. Hmm. So they, yeah. I mean, they have a perception of movement. <laughs> I think, and we've heard, I, I, I have at least heard of dogs that, you know, there are stray dogs in certain cities that take the public transit. That's great. And Isn't that's that great? another reason why we should have uh, a, a more robust public transit system. Yeah. Yeah. If you won't do it for your human neighbors, do it for your canine ones. <laughs> Um, do you think Lionel Spaulding is now just checking all of the Majestic hotels? No, I think this is what's known in the industry as a make good. I think this is oh. a free trip they've given to him to apologize for the incidents at the New York hotel. Wow. I can, okay. I hadn't considered that, but that makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. And that's the end of the minute. What, yep. <laughs> what, what do you what are you doing to me next time? <laughs> oh, um, for minute 83, we'll be watching a film called Fitzcarraldo. Oh, <laughs> you've done it to me. <laughs> wow. I don't usually hit you hard with the art movies, though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, this time you can I find did. me on other podcasts like Nothing New, a remake podcast. My co-host Justin Kieslan and I talk about movie remakes. Uh, you can go to benvnark.com slash nothing new for that one. 
and uh, it's on my list. It's on my list. Pod.com. That's another show I because do. Because your kiss, your kiss is on my list. Every month, me and a group of friends get together to talk about movies people say you should say should see. Uh, you can find that at it's on my list. and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at very cool Emily. Sorry. Uh, if you want to check me out on Twitch, just go to diacoke.cool. Um, you can find us on YouTube. Andrew has some pretty bitchin' videos that he puts up every week. Uh, check am. those out. Uh, we also have a Twitter. It's at Majestic Hotel NY. We got a Patreon. Patreon, bust free. Um, you can get exclusive content there, like the Mario Monthly and our pre show. And rate and review us on. Oh, and uh, we give a little bit of our money to R A I C E S um, if you do, donate to the Patreon. Um, and hey, bitch. Give it. Give us a five star. Give us a five star. And on, then in the text Apple, of the review, in the text of the review, I need you to write one thing and one thing only. Bush did 9-11. Oh, whoa. Okay, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Is Apple ready for this? <laughs> Is Apple.com ready for this? That's uh. You know, who knows? We'll see, I guess. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> wow. Uh, and until next week, remember, Dunson is spelled with a U. Fuck! And we're checking out. Feeling peckish this midnight? Seat your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara Podcast is here for you, intrepid listener. We sample only the finest and sinister stories and, quoting them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as airy audio dramas. Tune in as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appetit. <laughs> This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.